Welcome to the second episode in the Phytology series podcast. Now, this is concentrating on addiction, recovery and beyond, and it's going to be a mixture of IGTV interviews I've already done, but obviously for podcast versions, I'm just stripping out the audio and putting it out there for people that might need to hear it. Um, it's just open, honest discussions with people about their own sobriety, their own battles with addiction, and also what they plan to do with their lives uh, beyond sobriety. So this week's guest James. Now we spoke about a month ago. Um, he's in relatively early sobriety, uh, eight weeks in at the time, and it was his second attempt at it. Now he's a celebrity hair, celebrity hairstylist, very talented, um, and we just have a conversation around sort of lad culture, drinking, drugging, and sort of getting into debt as well so if there's anything that you relate to or you want to reach out feel free to get in contact with me um information's on the podcast and yeah enjoy hello hello mate how you doing i'm all right good to see it's sunny in uh where, where are you again coventry mate costing out coventry <laughs> <laughs> nice how are you uh, mate today... you all right yeah good like weather's been amazing for three months so yeah. Just had a really nice chilled out time. I think the trouble is when lockdown lifts and then having to get on with the real world again. That's when the chaos, that's when the chaos is going to start, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Everyone coops up for three months. But I think everyone's been a bit cautious in terms of, well, I'm a bit older now anyway, but none of my mates seem to be going too nuts with the Yeah, of... a lot of my friends were at the start of it, but they've kind of they've balanced, <laughs> like, mellowed off a little bit now, so... I don't know if it's, not, you... you know, because the original buzz of it all's gone, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, nice. You've been doing a bit of exercise today again? Yeah, a little bit of exercise. I've just been in the park, mate, just getting a bit sunburnt and just, just being a <laughs> <laughs> just just being a little layabout, really. <laughs> nice. Cool. Um, well, I think the format of this is pretty simple. You've done AA meetings before, haven't you? Yeah, so I have, yeah. It's, it's not AA in as such as... Um, that's what we're here for. It's just a case of get your story out there, yeah, see if anyone to it, and just have a good old chat about it. Because that's the one thing, even from my point of view, like it's always good to talk to other people. Yeah, definitely. Uh, similar things, and it, it just helps you understand yeah, why definitely. you do things as well. So yeah, just start from the beginning, growing up, and then yeah, just get us up to present day, really. Yeah, I mean, so growing up, uh, my dad was never around, so. Always, I don't know, I was always a little bit of a, not a wild child, but I was always looking for a bit more attention, so to speak. And then, uh, always a bit of like a, you know, a bit of a joker, a bit of a clown and whatnot. And then got into hairdressing when I was about 15 as a Saturday boy. So just sweeping up hair, um, you know, washing shampoo in, um, yeah, making cups of tea. And from that, from the age of like 15, 16, I was around an adult environment, so I was around, I'm hearing stuff in the staff room when it comes to going out on a Saturday night, partying, yeah. people coming in with hangovers, stuff that, yeah, I mean, I'd go to the park on a Friday and have a couple of cans of, cans of cider with my mates, but nothing like what I would be hearing at work, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of exposed me to like this party lifestyle very young and you know, going through my 20s and stuff, it was, you know, just, I was living for the weekend, 
Do you know what I mean? It was what, what people would say, like a, a binge drinker, a weekend warrior. You know, that was, it was work hard, play hard. And I think within my, within my job, it was kind of also like, A, being a lad, you've got to kind of pr- 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 uh, prove your bravado and your, mach- your macho and stuff. Because obviously it's a very female dominated industry. Yeah. So I purposely wanted to be going out, being the lad, being a bit of a geezer, being the man about town. And then, yeah, it went from being like partying on a Friday and Saturday night. Then you're going out on a Sunday on the all day hour. Then, so that, so, so that was like at the start of it. And then I moved to London when I was like 23. And that's when it that's all just started, that's that's when it started going crazy, mate. <laughs> that's when it all went bonkers. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, and obviously like being in, being in an industry where it's very social, you, you're getting invited to stuff all the time, especially working in central London. The company I was working for at the time, I was doing very, I was excelling within. And it kind of, everything was kind of okay. I had a handle on it. It was just a lifestyle, you know? You don't, no one really thinks you've got a problem of, as such. Everyone just thinks it's just normal. He's young, he's in London, he's living his life, he's, he's just being a lad. And then. A few years later, I was in a long t- I was in a serious relationship. It was pretty much as soon as I moved to London. It was about four or five years. Um, and then that just went completely tits up. So going back to the issue of my dad not being around, never having a relationship with him, I've always had really bad trust issues. So as soon as I let my guard down, I'm thinking, you're just going to fuck me over. And then yeah. the one person that I didn't think would do it completely just shit on me from like 10, 10 floors up. So that then was like self-destruct mode. It was just like, fuck it. I'm out every night of the week. <laughs> Anything you can... And obviously by this point as well, it, the drugs were involved. So it was going out a few beers at, here, next bar, let's get a gram. Let's do this, let's do that. It was just so like on that self-destructive button. But people just thought it was so, so normalised within society and the culture that I, of where I was in my life, everyone just brushed off. Oh, he's, he's just going out. He's just having a good time. It was pretty, it's, looking back, it's pretty mad that like, it's so many, so many different levels of, of like mayhem are acceptable within society. Yeah. Did, did you find as well that getting drugs in London was easier than anything else? It was the accessibility I found was <laughs> I, do you know, when I you go that, out. I think, it, yeah, it's easy to get in London. I think everyone's doing it. But I think that's most places in the UK, like Coventry. Like, you can go to a lot of places and you could probably get a, get a gram of Coke quicker than you could get a pint in some places. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that's just the culture within society now in general because everyone is so numb to it now because it's so people do it so much and so openly. People don't really have that shock factor. If someone says, oh, eat such and such is out of line... There's no like, oh my god, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I think I think, it, but I think in London it's very much that anything goes at any time of the day. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. like you don't have to finish. You have don't have to wait till seven o'clock at night to be. Did, did, did you ever end up in the uh, in the egg in King's Cross? Yeah, a few times, mate. <laughs> it's <laughs> a bit of a wild one in there. Yeah, we might have bumped into each other going in our teeth off. Potentially, not. mate. Yeah, it probably would have been the prettiest sites, but yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> that, that place was horrible. Like everyone would have been on it the whole weekend, and then they go there like Sunday afternoon because 
they're worried that their come down's going to kick in. So they go off this to the is it. There are, there are, there's a lot of parties like that in London, though, especially East London as well, because I lived in Shoreditch. So I lived, my first flat was like two minutes off Brick Lane. So again, any time, any night of the week, I could find a party. I could, you know, go to, and by this point, and this point as well, I'd started working backstage at Fashion Week. So I was friends with models. I was friends with photographers. I was in, I was in like a little clip. So I, could, I kind of had everything readily available just to fucking go mad with. And when you're a so, kid away from home, it's not. Yeah. So in that world, sort of like the fashion celebrity world, yeah. is, is drugs just a very common thing? Um, I wouldn't know. Not necessarily drugs, but I mean, there's a very champagne culture. So like, you know, the, Fashion Week, for example, if you, go, if you do the whole circuit, so you go from London to Milan to Paris... Uh, well, it would be New York, London, Milan, Paris. So every after every show, there's always parties every night of the week where it's free alcohol, non-stop, champagne, yeah. just going around, topping up with glass, topping up with glass. So it's it's when you've when you if you haven't got self-control, like I haven't got any self-control, I can't have one glass of champagne and go home. I've got to have ten glasses of champagne and then get kicked out, and then I've got to go find the next party. That's that's me. That's I'm just completely powerless to what it does to me. It brings out this yeah. little sesh gremlin that I hate. I hate the person it turns me into, but for so long, I was, that's all I did. You know, it's, it's mad how it, it affects your brain, really. But I suppose that's the inner addict, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's the same with me. Like, me, I never could just go to bed. I would yeah. literally go from Thursday, somehow manage to go to work Friday, and then straight from Friday... All the way through till Sunday afternoon, a mile flatmate would see me crawling at some point Sunday morning, and then I would sleep from twelve o'clock in the afternoon until I had to go to work the next day. <sighs> Sorry, <laughs> thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it is crazy. It just completely takes over everything, and then it, it goes from being fun to the sort of just. Well, this, well, just well, this is it for me. For me, it, it, yeah, it got to a point so. Fast forward in my career, I've so I left the company I was with. I won a very big award and did really well. Da 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 da. Everything was looking great, and then obviously went through the breakup. And I just got to the point that I'd wanted to, so I was freelance, probably only working maximum four days a week. So I had loads of time on me. When you freelance, you're getting paid a lot more, but it's less regular. So I was getting big injections of cash just dropping into my bank account every like say 30 days maybe 90 days so all of a sudden i've got i'm off i'm only working part-time essentially because i'm freelance if i haven't got any shoots i'm coming back home to coventry out of london um i'm seeing people that haven't seen me for ages so then that then I'm, i'm being able to go out whenever i want and not have any repercussions about work, which I used to, because before it would have got me in trouble. I'd have, you know, lost a job or something. Whereas now I'm, I'm thinking, right, this is great. I can be a rock star. But that then soon starts having an effect when I have off jobs come in freelance-wise, because I've partied that hard for four days. I can't get out of bed. My head's a mess. I'm sat there <laughs> thinking I want to top myself, and I'm, my, yeah. I'm, I'm in bits. So then it, so then the knock-on effect starts happening. I then don't have any money coming in. So then I'm, I'm completely on my ass. Like, I'm probably the lowest point I've been. But that, for me, that still wasn't rock bottom because ego comes into a massive part of it, doesn't it? You know, yeah. whenever you're, if you've got, if you, if you, you like, it's very easy to convince yourself and to convince other people around you that, you, that there's, there's nothing wrong. 
I've got a handle on it. It's fine. I'm just having a drink. What are you being boring for? I'm having a drink. I'm going out with my friends. Why are you killing my fun? That, that, that's, that was me all over. But looking back, it was the best thing that happened to me, but it was also at the time the worst thing because for two years, I, I, I can't even look at pictures of myself from like 2017 to 2018. I, was, I had that, you know, like that Russell Crowe bloated alcohol cocaine yeah. look. I put on about five. Wait, we've like, been there. You are? We've all been there. Yeah, and I, I, like, it was just all a blur. I was just out all the time, just on South Destruct, because I didn't want to face up the fact that my missus had essentially left me because cause of me, because of my drinking and my partying. Yeah. And I didn't want to face up to the fact that my career that I'd worked so hard for at the time was going down the shitter because of me and I didn't want to accept that and when obviously when you're back home because everyone knows like all the, the stuff that I've done all the good stuff I don't see behind closed doors when you ain't slept for three days and you're in a mess and you're scratching around trying to get another gram on tick do you know what I mean they so when they see you out everyone's like oh get yeah get let's have a beer get drinking and then you're back on the it's just a vicious cycle man so did, did, did you ever end up getting into any debt or owing? Oh, mate, something? badly. Yeah, badly. Like, at one point, even like, look, even not too long ago, to be fair, because, like, that's the thing. I, I thought I would, again, telling myself that I didn't have a problem because I was controlling it. I was only going out once a month. But on that once a month, I'd probably, I'd probably get, like, 300 quid's worth of stuff. And then I'd be in debt. Do you know what I mean? Or I'd have a tick bill here and a tick bill there, and then you've got people wanting to smash your head in because you owe money and you're constantly like <laughs> looking at your phone, like, oh my God, what is going on? Yeah. And then I think for me, like, I started this year again, like last year, I was limiting my nights out and I was, I would, I tried to get clean last year, did about six weeks. I thought, I thought I'd cured it. I thought I can have a few drinks now. I'm sound. Like, I'm all right. I've got this under control. But every time I would go out, the same things would happen. It would just cause pain, misery, upset, mayhem. So it got to, I think, when was March 15th of this year, I'd been out on a night, a standard night out, and I just woke up the next day and was just like, you know what? This is this. That. I've been at rock bottom, but this is my, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to sit there and feel like I want to go and hang myself. I don't want to sit there and think, I'm, I'm, I'm useless. I don't want my family to be ashamed of me. I don't want my friends to think, oh, what's he going to do this time he goes out? Do you know what I mean? And I said, for me then, that was a turning point. And then, if I'm honest, lockdown has been the best thing for me. It's essentially like I've been to rehab because yeah. I, haven't been, I haven't been able to see anyone. I've been locked in my house. I haven't been able to go to any parties or sneak down the pub, say I'm working late and go for a crafty pint. Yeah. I've just... I, it's been great. It's literally probably saved my life, and I just, I know, I, I know, I've got the strength to now, but I just, I hope, I st not that I hope I stick to it, but I hope other people don't from come and start trying to influence me to go down the wrong path again, because it's very easy yeah. for that mindset to switch and think, oh, do you know what? Yeah, fuck it, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's something I think you just you you know in yourself whether you want to go down that path again. Like you said, you've already gone through it a number of times. Yeah. And for me, I'd just done that for two years, every weekend, for two years, really hard, getting to that thing on a Monday going, why the fuck am I bothering? And then yeah. for me, I was just like, you know what, if I put the amount of effort in 
to try and change my life around that I would have done to travel for like two, three hours to pick up some drugs. <laughs> this is it. This is it. It's, it's like that when you look back at it, the, the madness that we put ourselves through to, to get that high into, you know, and the drama we cause, it's like, God, if we put that much effort into, to like normal life, God, like, and I, I said this to one of my best friends earlier when we were at the park, I was just like, as much as I'm like, I wonder if, if I put, as much effort into my life now, now I've got no distractions, I've got no excuses, how far ahead I'll be. If I put as much effort into going out on the record, guaranteed every week, three, four days. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm really... What are you going to say? That's the, that's the thing, though. Like, you're obviously very talented at what you do. Now you've had this grounding of knowing how you feel without drink or drugs. Then for you, the sky's the limit in terms of, well, actually... If sobriety is the thing that keeps me consistent, then you can go and enjoy everything else that you probably always wanted but couldn't do because you were hungover. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think as well, it's kind of, I'm one of these people that likes to try and right their wrongs. Do you know what I mean? And I think this is, I've got a second chance at this. Obviously, I'm not saying like coronavirus came around to like the Lord saved, sent it to save my life, but the yeah. universe has done this. I've been impacted it for a positive reason. So, it's it, i've just got to take it with both hands and right my wrongs and trust me i've made a lot of mistakes along the way um but i'm i've owned up to it and i think that's a big thing when you get clean and sober you've got to take ownership for it you can't you can't pity yourself all the time you've just got to be like right you know what I fucked up let's let's go let's just give this a proper go and if you know what if in six months time mate the pubs are always still going to be there alcohol ain't going nowhere anytime soon so if if, if if six months down the line if life isn't considerably better then i can always go and have a beer not that I, i'm not saying i want to but do you know what i'm, do you know what I'm trying to say yeah so yeah. i don't see I, at the minute i don't see any i don't see any negatives from it it's only positives i mean that's the, well, yeah. the thing is you, you you've still made a choice you could still have got drugs and you could have still drunk even yes. during lockdown. Like, yeah, of that's, course. That's a good thing for you to make that decision. And it's a lot cheaper than going to rehab, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's about 30 grand cheaper than going to rehab. But, yeah, I did, uh, I, did, I did hear that on, you, on your podcast. I thought, fucking, I didn't know it cost that much. <laughs> yeah, luckily I had a company policy because otherwise I probably wouldn't be alive now. Um, so it was a good thing. But that was, uh, yeah, 28 days, it was 22 grand at the Priory. And then... Um, in about eight grand in therapy for the, the year after which oh, i needed yeah. I, I was a very broken human being so well, I, th well I, th I think that's that's a massive thing as well it's like talking about things and but trying to talk it's hard to talk to people about what's going on especially when there's like the sesh involved okay because yeah. everything is so normalized and everything is so there's no filter anymore that if I tried to speak to half of my friends about what is going on, they'd tell me to shut up and just, it's just a sesh. That's what everyone does. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's just trying to find people that get where you're coming from and understand and aren't going to lecture you, aren't going to patronise you. Because I think that's something as well. You don't want, if you're, at, if you're at your wit's end with it all, you don't want someone there jumping on the right horse, making you feel even worse. You no, need someone who's going who's gonna to help you. And, yeah, and, and it's just a massive massive association of things so for me personally i had to take time away from my group of friends that i spent all my time with because that was such a big influence in my drug taking in well, terms this... of I would, 
meet up with them and do drugs. The, well, this the... is it. This is it. I think for me, it happened. You, you saw my. We spoke the other day about it. I I went to see a few friends at the park the other day, um, and I got there, and I thought they'd have a few drinks. That doesn't really bother me as much because I, I was expecting that. But when I got there and they're ordering coke and. I'm thinking, fuck, you know, what have I walked into? So I just have to just turn around and make up a story and get out of there because it's just not what I'm, I'm not ready to be around that at all yet. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, and I know I, for me, that was just like kind of like the universe saying like, there's going to be a lot of tests like this when lockdown's over, we're coming to the end of it. How do you deal with this? Yeah. But, but then exactly, it's, it's good that you realise that. Um, yeah. And I think it's just, it just shows me, I, I'm, unfortunately, if this is going to work, I can't be with certain people anymore. It's just not we're not gonna you yeah. can't you can't keep you can't keep going back to the same things and expecting different results if if the pattern never changed in the first place you know nothing changes if nothing changes that, that that's was that's it yeah you know <laughs> that's it but but yeah so, I mean, it's bit... yeah go on sorry <laughs> no, no, carry no carry on no you carry on mate so actually that same reminded me of when i used to go to cocaine anonymous um so you have you done AA meetings? Spoke yeah. about it briefly before. Yeah. Now, I went how to, did you I, get on with that? I went to AA and at first it really helped, but I think everyone that was in that was doing it with within the one I was going to was really completely different end of the spectrum to me. Do you know what I mean? And it, it just kind of. I found like it made it made certain things worse because if I, I was sat there speaking for an hour about people going out and getting on it, I was just like, "That's all that had yeah. in my brain." Then, do you know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily talking about sobriety as such. It was more talking about the madness, like the and when it's fresh in your head, and it just yeah, it didn't really agree with me personally. The the program agreed with me, but the meetings didn't. If that makes yeah. sense. No, I, I was exactly the same. I think there's a lot of people that fall through the cracks to a certain extent because when I was in rehab, they tell you the psychology of trying to disassociate everything. They told you to drive different ways home, to avoid all the pubs, to wear different clothes, to not see the same people. But when I went to CA, it was just like going into my local pub. And having a chat. <laughs> and having a chat about all the things we used to talk about when I used to do drugs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So and, I, I and that's felt, yeah, that was exactly my problem. So it, I think there's there's a balance between everything. There, there are other methods to it. But the one thing that helped me was doing the 12 steps. Re remove the religious side of it. But I think when you go through a process of breaking yourself emotionally, spiritually, mentally, etc., you then understand there's a bit more going on in the world than just you and your ego. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's it. And I think it, that's the massive part of it, isn't it? It's kind of, it's just that, that fir the first step of realising you're powerless over, over what it does to you and you've got no control over it, which if you can't just have one drink, then you, then, or two, you know, what everyone classes is normal drinking, then you've got an issue. Like, just because you might not do it every day doesn't mean that you haven't got a problem yeah. with it. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's I think, the thing. More, more people are realising that if you go out once a week, but you drink all the way to the point where you don't remember anything, then yeah, that probably it's, that's it's, a it, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's just in a different form, and that's what. And I think that's that society. I mean, not so much with the millennial generation that are coming through, but I mean, I was I was born like late eighties, so I grew up in lad culture. 
you know what I mean? You you were down a you go to, you go to the football, you're down five pints. If you know, I used to play rugby when I was a t- younger, up until my late teens, um, and yeah, like afterwards, you'd, you'd be standing on a chair, down as many pints until you could put them on your head. That was just the norm back then. But obviously now, when you when you're in your thirties and you're trying to still do that on a th- like three four times a week, that's not really normal, is yeah. it? You know, you'd be amazed at the amount of rugby clubs. So I've been brought up in a rugby club because uh, my old man used to play so it was all that culture and even when they played into their vet ages no, no one in that group of rugby players has really changed yeah it's, yeah it's quite difficult because I know a lot of people that are in rugby clubs etc and they they've probably got addicts within there but because yeah. it's normalized within the group they have to probably suffer in silence a bit more than they probably give out but yeah definitely and that, and that's the thing with just society in general everything is so normalized now it's like the glamorization of alcohol and binge drinking, some like something needs to change somewhere. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 not. You know, you go into any bar on a Friday or Saturday night, you got shot girls walking around selling you four Jaeger bombs for a tenner. You know, like <laughs> it's so cheap, so cheap in Coventry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's like you know, if if I went out with my mates, I'd. You know, I'd go to the bar, I'd buy two pints, I'd buy four shots. If it was me and my mate, we'd have two shots in one bar, four pints each, go to the next bar. So, you know, but that was, that can't be classed as normal. I don't class it as normal now, but yeah, I think, I think something needs to change in society somewhere because more awareness, definitely, if that's the right word. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like functioning alcoholics to a certain extent. Yeah. You're still holding down a job. You still, you know, you still, you just got to, you can't control the chaos that comes with it but you're still going to work so you're not sat and that's the thing because you're not sat on a park bench swigging vodka or whiskey you ain't got a problem what are you on about you're following no it's not the case i'm losing everything i've in my life my family hate me i've lost my friends i've lost my job i've got no money because i want to fucking pick up a 20 pound note put it on my nose and drink until i can't see anymore you know And that, and, that, and that's the good thing about talking about stuff more generally, because Alcoholics Anonymous and Cocaine Anonymous are anonymous by nature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult for younger people, if they don't know about addiction and where it can potentially lead, then how are they going to know until it's too late? Like for me, the, the only thing I knew about was rehab. I tried NHS counselling, but that was just terrible. <laughs> yeah, not good enough. No. <laughs> she she <laughs> said to me, she said to me, you can either reduce your intake of cocaine or com- stop completely. And looking back, what counsellor would tell a drug addict who's doing five grams a day at the time? Fucking hell. Reduce Fucking hell, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not good. It's not good, is it, you know? Well, that's the it's thing as good. well. You, you can't have a counsellor that hasn't been through an experience. This is part of the reason why I went into the life coaching, um, doing the fitness and nutrition as well. Yeah. because I can actually talk people through recovery as it actually happens. Like I'm continually learning stuff as well. Like my, my ego's taken a massive, um, it took a massive kick at the beginning because I used to have the house, the girlfriend, the car, the money in the bank. Well, and then well, I lost this, this, this is it, mate. And this is, this is it. My, you know, I, I went from being the man to no one. Do you know what I mean? And it was all my own doing. So my ego now that now because things are going well for me again even before this you know lockdown and before i went completely sober things have been getting progressively better yeah. so now it's like now doing it sober though 
fucking I'm looking forward to doing it properly this time if that makes sense you know yeah and that's the thing I find exciting like I just get up and I live my day as I want to I'm not restricted by having to go to a pub like, yeah, yeah. I like to socialize but I've been over the last couple of years because of my sobriety I wanted to try and make sure that the sobriety actually stuck so I've been a bit careful but now once we're allowed out again I'm going to rock this tan that I've been working hard on for three months. <laughs> you, need, you, need, you, need, you need me to give you a haircut, mate. <laughs> oh, mate, 100%. I, I had to try and do something before we did it, but, yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it all, really. I'm looking forward to getting back to work. I've got a lot of stuff, good stuff coming up. But I think I've just got, like you said, I've just got to be careful with it. I can't really, I can't fall into that trap. I'm thinking everything's fine. I'm cured. I can immediately be around certain things again because I probably won't be. A, I'm a long, long way off that, and I know that. So yeah. for it to work, I've got to just work the program and just just stick with the people that accept what I'm doing and are supporting it now. Do you know what I mean? I can't. Yeah. I can't you, go. You've got many people in your industry that you know about that don't drink. Sort of Surpri- like yeah, su- surprisingly enough. Um, since I, since I've done a couple of posts on my various accounts, um, I've had like, I've had quite a few people messaging me like I've been sober xxx. Anytime you need to talk, message me, and it's like fucking hell, I didn't know that. Uh, another one in the group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you, but, the, the AA members come out of the woodwork. But I think I mean look when within hairdressing, it's not so much like it now. But back in the day, it was like you were like a rock star, you know. Like it was that kind of, you know, everyone dressed really cool. Everyone like was on really on trend. You go out, you party hard, you'd go to work. That was just the culture. Yeah. You know, um, obviously a lot of things have changed in the last ten years. You know, everything from veganism to clean living. Like everything's a lot more so um, acceptable. Conscious. Cult- yeah. yeah, conscious. You know. So yeah, I mean. The support, the way I look at it, you got supporting numbers, and I think I think Instagram, like the online community for it, it's amazing. You know, there's a, there's a yeah. couple of celebrities that I've worked with in the past that I've been speaking to, and they're just like, look, I'm anytime you need to talk, I'm here. They're they're also sober, and it's great. And I think I think it, using this platform in a good way like this is amazing because it can be such such a positive tool. You know, yeah, you know, basically. chatting to people like yourself and among others, you know. Like it's nice, and obviously it's weird because I get more support of people I've never met in person than what I do of people I've known my whole life. It's bizarre. But... You know what? So that's the same with me, to be fair, because no one really understands someone unless they've been through it. And exactly, then Instagram yeah. is just good because you get people that put up. They don't normally start with their normal account because they want to sort of test the water and not give anything away, which is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Uh, but that also is a brilliant thing for encouraging more people to sort of test the water to begin with, because then they can talk to like-minded people. And it's just a brilliant way of people reaching out to each other. Um, and then hopefully by doing more of these as well, it just sort of raises the awareness a bit. Um, I think within workplaces, etc., like there's no addiction policy other than they'll have a clause in their private medical insurance to go to... Um, rehab and that's it yeah. so that that's the company's only way of providing support that and a helpline that they never really uh, promote within the business so there's still a lot more work to be done and i yeah, think yeah definitely 
Alcoholics Anonymous as well is not for everyone. So I think more options need to be out no, there. No, it's, it's not. And I think as well, it's like within using social media, especially when people use it as like a, as a blog, so to speak, it's kind of, I mean, obviously I've got like four different accounts, but I try and post. <laughs> and this, well, this well, account, this, 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 account, this account I'm using at the minute, like for this chat, this is the one, this is like warts and all, like about all the mad shit I've gone through. Yeah. So like, so people that, I wouldn't necessarily tell people I've got this account. Do you know what I'm saying? But I think it's good because you can also, you, you can see how far people have come and it's like, wow, you're a year clean today. Like, and look, I look at, and then people put the before and after picture up and it's like, that. this is what's possible. If you stick to it, it ain't going to be easy. No, but just focus on today. Then you, you'll get there, you know? And I think that's a big thing. You can't, a common mistake I've made in the past when I've tried to get clean is thinking too far ahead. Oh, fucking hell. What am I going to do when such and such gets married? I can't have a beer. Nah, yeah. forget that. What am I going to do if, if it's my birthday? Oh, but I'm going to this awards thing, which, to be fair, I'll talk about in a minute, but um, <laughs> with, you know, I can't have a drink. Whereas you just need to focus on today, plan for the best today. And also, I've learned to look at things and think, is this going to get me to where I want to get to if I do this? Everything has a butterfly effect and a chain of reaction that... If really you got to you got to sometimes analyze it. Yeah, I could go to the pub with my mates. I might be okay today, but it's going to trigger off a bad load of events, which is going to get me back to square one. Then the last eighty days or whatever it's been, I've been so bad. I've all gone to shit. You know. If if you, you want to listen or read a good book, the compound effect summarizes that up perfectly. You put positive things into place, and you do that day after day. It just accumulates over time, and then after six months, you look back and go, "Fuck, I actually achieved all that in six months." The same time it would have taken you to do that over about five years of boozing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So, so yeah, what, what, what about the awards ceremony then? Don't drink at awards ceremonies. Um, I've worked at many high-profile things and I went to, which should be used as networking, but I went to the BAFTAs one year and just got absolutely shit-faced, took one of my friends and just didn't end well at all, you know? And it's just like... How, how did it not end well? But I'm presuming you don't remember. I don't know. I don't actually. I'm just, yeah. So um, this, this is the thing. I used to have text messages in the morning going, you know what you did yesterday? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's, that's what I, I'm not missing either. You know, the anxiety that comes with it and yeah. thinking, God, who have I pissed off now? Like, oh, my God, who's after me? Shit, what have I done? Uh, yeah. Going down the stairs in the morning thinking, have I offended someone? No. <laughs> completely up to you whether you want to share it or not because i know that would probably bring up some anxiety <laughs> yeah it's bringing it up actually yeah um, yeah yeah i just got very drunk and i was with uh, a very famous boxer um and put there yeah got very drunk with him and i was there to be networking and working and it just didn't look very good with the company i was representing so to yeah. speak but that was again because i didn't have the off switch i didn't know how to act in certain situations because as well as my career did in a short space of time to progress in certain levels, I was still in my head a young lad from Coventry. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. prepared for what I went with it. I didn't really know. I didn't know the etiquette of how to carry myself either. Um, which again comes as a part of growing up, I think. But if you know how to control your alcohol and not drink 20 drinks in an hour or, you know, or just because there's free champagne going around doesn't mean you should drink every single glass that's on the tray. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. Crazy, but 
but hey, we I, I, we live and learn now. We didn't learn before, but we're getting there. Progress. Yeah. It's all good. And that's, that's, the, that's the other crazy thing as well, isn't it? It's just like you think you, you go and you do that. Like that's probably I fell through a mate's engagement champagne thing years ago. And I woke up the next morning, didn't have a clue that I went through the whole champagne reception on my own. <laughs> and it's things Mate, like that. But there's is... a whole, whole history with that beforehand as well. But I never associated that with it being an issue. Well, this is it. I, like the amount of do's and like weddings and stuff that I can't remember that I've probably wrecked because I've been wrecked. Do you know what I mean? Like I was the best man at my mate's wedding and I couldn't even get through my speech because I was that pissed and I got that emotional. Like I just ruined it, you know? And it's just like, <laughs> you look back and I cringe, but you kind of got to go through that. You've got to go through the, the drama and the chaos to, to find where you're going on the right path and who you are and who you want to be, I guess, you know? Yeah, it's all part of the journey. It's mad. <laughs> it's been a mad, mad little journey, but... You know, I'm happy now. For the first time, I can honestly say to you, for the first time in 31 years, since I was a kid, I'm actually really happy. I'm content. I could be a bit happier about my weight, but it's lockdown. I'll let myself off for that. But yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really happy at the minute. And it, uh, I've got to owe it all to getting clean, really, for that. Getting sober and just taking everything, like I say, one day at a time and just trying my best. Yeah. Are you, are you looking forward to going back to work then? Yeah, I am. Fourth of not... July still. Fourth of July, we've got um, we've got our hours for the salon back, which is good. Um, not looking forward to the amount of PPE we're going to have to wear, but oh, that's... sexy. Yeah, that's to be expected. <laughs> oh, parcel, yeah. yeah, glasses, visor, gloves, aprons. Mate, I'm going to look like a bloody lab chemist or something <laughs> or some strange sex masochist uh, or something. Yeah, you know, there's probably a market for it somewhere. <laughs> nice yeah i'm gonna be queuing up at my local barbers on the 4th of july and i'll be yeah. there camped out at about <laughs> six o'clock in the morning to make sure i'm first in oh it's gonna be mayhem <laughs> but it's gonna be good i am looking forward to it and i think as well i'm, I'm more, i work well with routine that's going back to when i was freelance like that was the one that was a nightmare for me i had no structure and not i wasn't in a routine so i was just like wild I kind of need to... It's that boredom, isn't it? It's that when you're Bo sat yeah. there and you're like... Mm, so what I'm going to do? Yeah, I oh, know, I'll get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, what I'm going to do today? I oh, know, yeah, sounds right, sweet, seven o'clock. But you know what? It's five o'clock somewhere, as they say, and that just ain't good. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But... So what, what, what's the future hold then? Are you, you had time to reflect on where where you'd yeah. like to be? Yeah, I just... I want to... The plan is to get back to where I was, really, mate. So working with celebrities on the... On like regularly um getting you know i've got i'm in the final for a couple of award finalists for a couple of awards this year uh later in the year and just just kind of building the brand again and just just getting back just doing what makes me happy i love doing what i do i love my craft so if i can take away the madness that that was around it and just do it purely for the love and i think you know the sky's my limit at the minute. I think with with a good attitude and good people around me, nothing's going to stop me getting back to where I wanted to, where I was. You know. Well, that's the thing. You you know how well you've done going through all that chaos and not being happy. Yeah, but yeah. Imagine what yeah. you can do now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I think it's just everything takes time. I, I think a massive problem for me as well. Growing up, I wanted I wanted validation and I wanted success and I wanted everything right now, right here, right here, right now, and then. Yeah. 
I think sometimes you don't appreciate what you've actually got around you. And I think that, again, lockdown's taught me a lot. lot there's a lot to be thankful for. Just ending today sober and not fucking my life up. Something to be really grateful for daily. Yeah. daily do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> I must admit, that's probably the one thing that I've got out of favour with was doing, because you know that they teach like gratitude, don't they, as part of that. Yeah. Um, so, so I bought myself a £4 book from Amazon. Just and I have to do my gratitude as soon as I wake up and then as soon as I go to bed. And that just keeps me grounded for that day because it's so easy for my brain to start going. I could really do with a nice big house because I've already lost mine. I could do with a nice car and then I just start getting frustrated again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it, how that happens because that happens like your brain can just go off. I don't know if that's the way we're wired up or what, but you can just start over like yeah the process even, start. even meditation like i'm trying i'm trying and my life i'm in a very happy place at the moment so in terms of my thought processes it's only on positive things but it's still too much noise going on <laughs> so trying yeah. to do meditation i'm there for like two seconds and then something i'm like oh yeah i've got to do that <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. I'd, mate I'd, yeah I'd, 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 that's happened to me before i have to like if i'm gonna try and meditate i have to like cover my eyes or something and like because otherwise i'll just like start like looking oh, i'm a bit i'm like a big kid sometimes but yeah nice yeah. so when, when, when are you coming down to london next are we still gonna catch up yeah we'll go and get a little nando's mate and we'll uh we'll have a little oh, scout that. I had a takeaway from Nando's the other day and it was poor. I'm not going to uh, lie to you. What I, did you get? Oh, chicken. Uh, do you what? what? What did you get? Chicken? Uh, yeah, obviously, double chicken burger. But it got to me. It was cold, mate. I was fuming. Ah. Uh, Deliveroo, no good. No. Nah. No good. But yeah, definitely. We'll meet up. We'll go for Nando's and yeah, it'd be nice, mate. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on the chat. No worries, mate. My pleasure. And uh, yeah. yeah, let's do it again sometime. For everyone that was listening, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely. I'm going to try and make this more regular now. Yeah, um, definitely. There's also, if there's a group of us, Instagram had just released Insta Rooms. So oh, okay. you can actually do rooms of as many people as you invite. It's not like an open room. So you could almost do like a modern day AA. Oh, yeah. People. yeah. That'd be good. So I'm going to have a little think about how to sort of structure it, but. If you want to jump in, I'll, I'll send you. It'll probably be about a month before I get that underway. But yeah, I think it's just right. a good way of people on Instagram just to talk about shit. Yeah, just to connect and just to kind of like also know you're not on your own with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think it's it's still the value in social connection is more face to face for me. I'm old school. I need to meet people in person to really have a connection. With, like yeah, Instagram with, right, but. Yeah, and I think that's kind of probably what is good with Instagram as well because you can put like a face to the name and stuff, which is good. But yeah, it is always better to to kind of meet people and speak face to face, not just comment and whatnot. Yeah, but, and then I think next time as well, I just saw a message from uh, Young Fun and Sober because we were talking about dating. Now, funny I'm right? <laughs> but I, <laughs> I, this I, is I, a funny one actually. Carry on. Yeah. I'll see if I just no, 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 go, go, go. You, you, you go. Like, one thing that has always been a massive problem, which is over the last year, which had led to me falling off the wagon, so to speak, would be if I was dating. Because obviously, in my head, it's like, I can't go on a date. Like, I'm gonna, they're going to think I'm a weirdo if I don't have a drink. Like, I need yeah. to have a beer. So, yeah, I think, I think like, there's, they do it in America, but they need to do like a sober Tinder. Like, someone, did, well, someone so developed that in the UK, mate. You clean up. 
So my, my suggestion was, so I've been dating, I split up with the missus just before lockdown, but we, we were going out for about four months and she was my first sober girlfriend, as it were. Um, she wasn't a big drinker, she was into fitness and stuff. But on Hinge, so it's like Tinder, but Hinge is quite Is that, is that the one where you walk past people? No, no, that's... Um, Does that happen? Happen that, isn't it? Happen, yes. Yeah. So Hinge is like Tinder, but it's not as... Slaggish. Not a <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, so you can actually filter to people that don't drink. So okay. when I first did it, you could do it to location as well. And then, funnily enough, quite a few people were from the CA meetings and uh, a couple from AA as well. So there, there, there are ways to date without having to, um, yeah, without having to go on an actual sober date. That, that's kind of refreshing to hear because obviously I have, it, it is in my mind, but at the moment I've kind of tried to put it to the back of my mind and think, you know what, focus on you, get yourself right. And then if yeah. anyone's worth having in your life, if they don't agree with it, then fuck them off. Do you know what I mean? You know, what that's comes, exactly, what... exactly the attitude I said to myself. When you go into these dating, so I started dating back in 2018 after not dating for years because I, my life was... <laughs> how, did you, how did you find that? Was it nervous? So I, I just went in from the first date. I went on quite a few dates just because it was interesting and funny. But I just said to myself, you know what? Whatever happens, I, I've got myself into a position where I'm happy with myself for the first time probably in 30 odd years. So yeah. if they don't like it, my situation's not brilliant. I exactly. know that. But I never, I I, uh, like, I don't let that affect me. If someone wants to be with me, then it will happen. Like, there's no pressure. And, ex and this is it. And the thing is as well, it's like, really, the reality of it is they're a stranger. So really, like, and I'm a massive thing. I worry about what people think of me all the time. But reality is, like, yeah. if, I've, if I've known you for two weeks, I didn't know you two weeks before that. Your, your opinion of me really if you think I'm a bad person if we think I'm boring because I don't drink anymore well you know what you're probably going to prefer the guy that doesn't drink to the guy that does drink so if you want to meet that <laughs> arsehole be my guest but <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. it's to you really yeah. you know <laughs> yeah I, th I think we'll, we'll definitely have another catch up and do about sober dating because there's a few people I've been talking about and I think it's just an interesting topic because a lot of it comes down to self-confidence and not giving a fuck about other people's opinions which yeah, I think I is people that have depended on drinking drugs is a big thing that they need to overcome because I, I was the same as you. I was always worrying about other people's opinions and that in the, in the end of it just crippled how I reacted to everyone. But now you I just don't really you, You're never going to be able to progress and move forward if, you t if you're worried about other people. And I think, again, you just kind of, it comes with, maybe comes with age, it comes with just living in the present. You can't change tomorrow, you can't change yesterday. You've just got to, just got to just focus on it. Do, do you do you? I'll do me. That's that's the way you got to look at it, you know? Yeah. You've got to focus on yourself and just do what's best for you at that moment in time. Even if so, if it, if it doesn't, people don't agree with it, fuck them, you know? Yeah. <laughs> if you doubt, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, that's it, mate. Just don't jump on the fuck it button. But <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then, yeah. then, then, then that's it. The world's over. Go missing for four days. Shit. <laughs> but, and, and that's another thing as well. The whole thing about sober dating, like the concentration and worries for people are around the sober dating. But what happens if you actually start liking someone and then you go in a relationship to them? You've then got this whole host of emotions that you have to deal with that you would have masked with alcohol and drugs in your previous relationships so that's yeah. a complete another minefield yeah so... that's a that's a conversation for another time <laughs> <laughs> okay
could be a whole other hour. <laughs> cool. Right, cool. anyway, brilliant. Thanks very much for that. No and, worries, uh, mate. My pleasure. Yeah. Have a lovely evening. Thanks for, yeah, you for watching. I hope I didn't waffle on too much. But... I know, it's good. Um, yeah, we'll catch up soon. All right, mate. Cool. cool. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.